Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi, Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. Skullduggery or just large profit? The scrutiny of the Royal Commission is set to alter the way big banks do business. Our special guest today on Talking Trading is economist Jonathan Barrett, and we discuss the ins and the outs of the Royal Commission. In 2017, Malcolm Turnbull ordered the Commission to investigate the quality of financial advice in Australia. In recent years, the banking sector has exploded into big business. A bank is no longer just a bank. It's an insurer and a broker with fees and commissions designed to keep clients in the loop. And the growth has created conflict. With a culture of fees to dead people, alleged bribes, forged documents, mishandling of people's money, there have been many complaints. Our guest today... Jonathan Barrett explains the major reasons behind the Royal Commission and how it affects Australians, property investors and share traders. But first, let's hear from Louise Bedford in Mind Power on lions and tigers and bears in the markets. Do you remember that scene in The Wizard of Oz where... Dorothy, the Tin Man and Scarecrow are starting to walk through a dark forest and they're trying to quantify the risk around them. They're trying to work out, is this something that they should genuinely be afraid of or is it, as we know the acronym for fear to be, false evidence appearing real? And the music starts to build to a crescendo and they all start singing lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. When I was a child, it wasn't the lions and tigers and bears that scared me about that scene. I always wondered what the oh my signified. What dark horror did that oh my mean? something unquantified, unexamined, even unimaginable could be waiting around the corner for them. And after my sisters realised this, they used to jump out of corridors in the dark yelling, oh my, in my face, which probably didn't help with any beginning phobias about oh my as words. Now, what about your situation? Have you quantified the risk of the markets? Can the risk of the markets be your lions and tigers and bears? Or is it unquantified, unknown and somewhat unimaginable? Is it your oh my which makes it so much scarier than if you could actually name it and if you could actually measure it? Those that measure risk 
and understand risk. Those that know that if they draw down their portfolio by 25%, it means that they have to make 33.3% back in order to break even. Those that know what it takes to have a drawdown but to live with that, that quantified risk up to the 25% mark where you can tolerate it. Sure, it is a prickly feeling, but really, when you look at it, if you know that 25% drawdown is your maximum before you should seek help, that is your lions and tigers and bears. That is not your oh my, because oh my, unmeasured, unfettered, could mean a 60% drawdown, a 75% drawdown. Goodness, if even if it's a 50% drawdown, you have to make 100% on the remainder of your money to break even. That's a difficult feat. That is your unquantified oh my that you cannot afford to go into. So if you do have a drawdown of 25%, on your portfolio, please seek a higher authority. Stop trading. Work out what you need to do to improve because a lot of people cannot tolerate a greater than 25% drawdown. Do this and you'll be one step closer towards living the trader's life. Hi, I'm Adam Koo. I'm from Adam Koo Learning Technologies Group and I'm listening to Talking Trading. In 2017, Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull ordered a royal commission into Australian banks. It began its investigations in March this year. The interim report is due to be delivered in September 2018 and its final report due to be delivered in February 2019. Its purpose is to examine the quality of financial advice in Australia and create more transparency within the banking sector. Economist Jonathan Barrett joins us today to discuss the Royal Commission. Jono, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Yeah, good morning. Uh, thanks, Caroline. Jono, what is a Royal Commission and why are we having one? A Royal Commission is basically the government's voice to try and work out what's happening in a particular industry. And, and, and when you look at you know, what's been happening, these, uh, the banks have become very, very large and there's been a lot of complaints, you know, through whether it's an ombudsman, financial ombudsman, whether it's a credit concern. So, so because of this, the government commissions a hearing so that they can understand what is actually occurring uh, with the banks because there's been so many complaints and how can they monitor it and or change it. So what has the quality of financial advice in Australia been like? Look, it's, it, the, the finding so far is that when you look at the, uh, the larger institutions, um, and to quote, has been appalling. Um, you know, the, the banks have had a culture, and we've seen it in the news, uh, quite a bad culture, alleged bribes, uh, forged documents, mishandling of people's monies, fees to dead people, all these sorts of things. And they feel, or the big banks feel they're unchallenged by that. So the commission is saying, well, hang on, no, you've got to stand up and you've got to be accountable for it. A lot of our listeners are property investors. What does the Royal Commission mean for property owners? Look, I guess it's, it's everyone wants a, a level playing field to deal with. You know, and when we see the property markets moved so, so high, what are the consequences? Um, have there been loan practices which just aren't fair? 
you know, have fees being too high. You know, have the financial financial institutions actually help to promote this rise in the property markets by, you know, putting loans together which aren't right? Could there be, you know, some form of concern with all these dud loans if interest rates move up and, and property market think will come under pressure because there's so much leverage in the market? So I think these lending practices, particularly in the property market, uh, are becoming under scrutiny. And we've already seen that because a lot of the banks now have tightened up their ability to lend. And uh, that's causing a squeeze on the market. And of course, the property market, as we know, is coming a little bit under pressure. What's been the introducer program? I guess it's, it's uh, when you look at the, the I guess, the, the ability to introduce business, um, when you look at programs like that, it's... It's sort of saying, well, have you got the authority to actually put something together? Have you got the authority to be able to do this correctly? Um, the, the right financial advice, the right people. So, so, so I guess when you, you see this, are there commissions? Where are the commissions? Um, uh, are they hidden? Who gets paid? And that, that, in, uh, that in itself creates this bit of a hype where, where you can actually see you know, more business happening and perhaps seeing a, a vacuum occurring where someone's just forcing business to somebody and they really haven't thought about it. A tailor was getting half a million dollars in commission. That's correct. These are these are these things. It's a, like a, in the finance market as opposed to the property market. You know, we have introducing brokers, introducers who can who do business. Um, are they qualified? And as you correctly pointed, a tailor is he qualified to give financial advice? Other than say to some people, if you do that, I can do that. Do this, and they get paid for it. So, so it's that scrutiny about, I guess, that financial element. That have you got the right people? Um, actually doing the right things and looking after the the clients that they actually have. How are Australian farmers going to be affected? Look, I mean, the the, the farming sector itself and the, the practices which have which have, um, have have come out, you know, suggest that there there has been some some bad practices within the financial sector. You know, some farmers have had 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 to move off their property. They've been too highly leveraged, um, and once again, it's saying the banks. I think we all know. You know, how many times do we get annoyed when in the, the mail we get a letter to say we've increased your limit? <laughs> you, know, you know, your credit card's now got 5000 10000 You know, this is forcing people to say, okay, I'm going to spend. And, and when I spend, what are the repercussions? The repercussions are that I'm actually loaning money at 18 to 20%, and, and that practice is all wrong. So you, you get a sense that leveraging, you know, and it doesn't matter whether it's a farmer, whether it's a, a business, a personal, a uni student, the banks had tended to push people into these these um, credit cards or loans where they really don't have that ability to pay. And that, to me, um, is, is something which has been a major concern and has been inherent in the system, which has to change. In terms of other major developed countries, how does Australia sit debt-wise? Um, look, we're actually really well when you compare um, when you have a look at uh, government debt to GDP, uh, personal debt to GDP, you know we're not that bad. Um, you know when you when you look at OECD countries, where we sit um, at the lower end when you compare us to say um, America. So when you look at look at these sorts of ratios, you know it's not that bad. We, we're not we're not we, we we can do this. The concern is that how are we going about that debt and who's paying for it? Um, you know and how. Are, how are banks or financial institutions getting clients? And I, and I think this is the, the, how the Royal Commission will work, because it will get the story, and then that will be able to adopt changes to make us a much more transparent um, economy, much more transparent financial centre, and, of course, that adds to Australia's position in the global economy. So let's talk about interest rates. What will the Commission do to interest rates? 
Will there be an effect? Um, um, they, they can't do much to the interest rate. Interest rates are determined, obviously, by the uh, the Reserve Bank. Um, the government always says we're arms linked to that. Um, how it will affect interest rates? I don't think it will affect a lot. But one of the problems we do have, and it has been acknowledged by the Reserve Bank, is that we have a lot of loans at uh, very low interest rates. So you can effectively say that, you know, if interest rates are, uh, your, your, your mortgage is at 6 or 7%, you know, and, and you ha- have an increase of 1%, you know, that's a proportion, a higher proportion of your your uh, spend will go in feeding that mortgage. And, and then you have this uh, this problem where people say, okay, I can't afford it anymore. I have to go sell my property, I have to get out of the market. And, of course, you've got all these new home buyers that say, well, I, I can't afford that. Now, I, I can remember by my first house, interest rates were at 18%, and I had to find the finance for that. Um, and when you look at it now, when you've got interest rates of 5 through to 7%, you know, it's a big change. So, um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see the dynamics on how that actually works. But on interest rates, that's guarded by the RBA. Let's see how, how it moves, because if interest rates move up very quickly, then that would be a further concern for the property market. But at the end of the day, I think the RBA will keep it. Um, as it is for some time, so we've still got more of a breathing space. So interest rates, I think, will stay at these levels for a while. Do you see property market prices being affected by this? Not because of it. It'll just be another, it'll be another, um, another, another point. It'll be another, another issue that, that comes on. But it'll be a cacophony of, of errors or a cacophony of um, you know reasons as to why um, property markets already are coming under pressure. Um, yeah, that's just that's part of the market. You expect them to come back a little bit more. But at the end of the day, we still have a lot of population, a lot of growth. So you'd expect that uh, any slack there to be well supported. But hopefully well, well supported by loans which are affordable, not by loans which aren't affordable, which is the concern at the moment. Let's talk about insurance because that's coming under pressure as well. Um, absolutely. Once again, it's what's the right type of insurance and what's a fair value? What's a fair value for the insurance premium you have? Um, yeah, you've got a lot. The insurance sector, obviously, sells, sells uh, the fact that you can cover risk. Um, what is a fair premium for it? Um, you know, and, and, and when you look at that, that insurance, what, what does that insurance cover? Um, you know, it's trying to leverage more transparency uh, out of the insurance market so people can say this is value. You think of it this way. I mean, you, you can go to three or four different um, insurers and they all have different prices. Um, is there some form of standard there? Um, and also, once you do have a problem, how hard is it actually to get your funds without you having to, you know, knock down several walls in order to get it? You know, you paid your insurance all for the last 20 years, you have an issue, you want it covered, and it normally costs an arm and a leg to get it, or it takes you about a good 12, 12 to 18 months to get, get your insurance back. Malcolm Turnbull took a long time for this commission to be ordered. Why did it take him so long? Um, look, I, I guess... I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, it's typical politicians, I guess is what you say. They, they move towards one thing and say, oh, no, we don't. You know, he was accused. That's all part of his, you know, his buddies looking after his buddies here. But but, but I think you, you get a sense of fairness. And when I look at, um, you know, Malcolm Turnbull, there is a sense of fairness within that. And there was mounting pressure. And, and there are concerns that continually came up that says, okay, well, you know, this is a, a problem. So, therefore, let's be fair about it and let's have it. Um, you know, and, and when you look at it, look at the profits that these banks are making. It's it's horrendous. You're looking at banks, you know, $9.8 billion, billion dollars, you know, in profit. Okay, now, you've got to look at that and say, well, you know, how many times do we look at our statements? $20 here, $10 here, 
It just goes. And, and you look at it and, and then you find that they're not doing the right thing. Then you've got a sense, well, okay, well, Malcolm Turnbull, okay, let, let's have a Royal Commission, you know, and let's see what, how, how, how the cards fall. And I, I think that to me is, is, is a good thing because it, there's just, whether there's skullduggery or not, but there's a lot of profit. And those people that don't own those shares, you know, it's just, just money for jam. Any other sectors that are being affected that we haven't brought up? Um, I think generally the, uh, the the interesting thing, Caroline, has been the, the way the business has moved in terms of its investment banking. You know, the banks had a function, then the banks bought out all the brokers, then the banks did all the investments, um, all the funds. So 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 the, the big concern that I hope will come out of this uh, Royal Commission is um, how vertically integrated businesses, you know, are, are policed how vertically integrated businesses and how do you measure the conflict of interest. So, John, you know, let's just explain what vertically integrated is. Yeah, basically it's, it's saying here's a bank, it does a bank function, now the bank buys a broker, now the broker buys uh, buy, has clients, clients come to the broker to buy, the bank funds it. Um, you might have the bank buying an insurance company. You know, so you've got this, this vertically integrated business where you, know, you have difference, too big, too big. Um, you know, a bank is not a bank. A bank is an insurance company. A bank is a, a stockbroker. Um, a bank is uh, obviously does its mortgages. You know, a bank trades, you know, with the farmers. You know, so it's these, these very large institutions, you know, have become so large um, that there has to be a measure to actually manage the conflict um, that you have. Um, and, and to me, that's, a, that, that, that's one of the things which I think will come out of the Royal Commission is, you know, how do you manage this conflict of interest within these large institutions? So, John, advice to traders and people who are investing in the market at the moment, what will be the flow-on effect and what's your advice to them? Look, once again, we, we have the interim report that comes out in September and then we have the final one in February. Um, the banks will receive a lot of bashing, but, they're, they're, you know, they've got a lot of sustainability. They're certainly very good yielders. So, you know, in my mind, it's just a, I think, a wait and see. Take a little bit of profit off the table generally. Look at where the Dow is. Every time it gets to 25,000, it comes under pressure. Note that we've got big concerns in the States over the tariffs, mm. uh, what's happening there, lawsuits and everything. So I get a sense of instability. So as a trader, I probably want to stand aside a little bit, maybe take some profit and just wait for good, good, good areas to buy, which might take a little bit of time. But at the end of the day, I think sitting waiting is probably the, the right thing to do and perhaps take, take some profit off the table. John O'Barrett, freshly back from Mount Everest. Thanks very much for your time. Thanks, Caroline. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.